You know how fast you're going? What? How fast you're going? I don't know. Ten? Eight. Be advised, this is an explicit podcast. If you're easily offended, get your panties twisted into a knot. Leave now. Run in your safe space. Get your little cloth for your tears. All the opinions expressed on this podcast are those of the host and his guest and do not reflect the opinions of any local or government agency. Welcome to Motor Cop Chronicles Podcast. I'm your host, as always, Iceman. I hope everybody uh, has had a great weekend and have a better week. I hope it's our school enough for everybody. We'll go ahead and get the housekeeping out the way because uh, we've got a guest today. So first off, if you want a great cigar, go to mypatriotcigar.com and use the promo code MOTORCOP15. You'll get 15% off your order. If you order $100 or more, it will uh, give you free shipping. So, if you like cigars, go check them out. They're not the cheaper cigars. They're the good cigars. Also, if you'd like any merch, you can go to the Motorcop Chronicles Etsy store, or you can go to the website, motorcopchronicles.com, and click on all the links down there also. But you can get your merchandise, your T-shirts, uh, you know, koozies and whiskey glasses all that stuff if you want more motor cop chronicle right now i think there's 19 episodes out plus pictures videos all kind of other stuff on the patreon if you want to try it out before you buy it there's a seven day uh free trial thing you can sign up for I understand times are tough if you can't afford it no big deal let's keep putting out the free content so without further ado we're gonna uh Jump in to the interview mode. I'm going to let uh, the husband and wife here. We're going to let them uh, introduce themselves. We're going to, I'm going to talk about some uh, drug uh, issues and some other stuff. So if you want to unmute yourself, we'll get you on in. I'm in. Good morning. Good morning. <laughs> Y'all want to introduce yourselves? And uh, I'm Bobby, and this is Grace. And uh, she's uh, involved with uh, some kind of uh, fentanyl and stuff, uh, help stuff or just uh, counseling or something like that with it? I'm a mentor. I'm a pastor. I have a master's degree in grief, uh, et cetera. Um, I'm taking doctoral classes right now. So I'm all that and a bag of chips. I'm just kidding. <laughs> But anyway, um, I was in law enforcement for almost 12 years. I was a liaison to the U.S. Marshals in Florida. I did two Operation Falcons. That's where you go out and you um, take the old warrants and you find them and you bring them in. Uh, the first one I did, I think I sent you the plaque. Uh, you have it. You should have it. Yeah. I think we got 10,500 fugitives. I helped with that uh, for two weeks. And I did a second one a year later where they uh, gave me a T-shirt instead of a plaque. Uh, but that's who I am. And uh, with all that, uh, my children, well, not my children, uh, my son, Kurt, uh, he committed suicide using fentanyl. 
uh, the uh, on the MEs report, it says manner death carbon monoxide. He'd been trying and trying for weeks to kill himself. He just couldn't get it right. Uh, and so uh, apparently he got a hold of a pill, uh, a blue pill. Here we go with the blue pills. I'll talk about that in a minute. And apparently the blue pill was a Xanax, which was laced with fentanyl, and he didn't know it. Uh, so that was his liquid courage. I can explain that if you want to. No, no, we, we <laughs> listen to you. With the with the with the suicide stuff like that, because uh, the mental illness part's big everywhere. Law enforcement, just civilians, everybody in general. Yeah, and it's very sad. Um, I was on a podcast uh, shortly after he passed away. Darren Birch, uh, the one that was on Joe Penda on the ID channel. I have his stuff. Can you grab? I need a vigil. Um, oh, okay. The vigil I sent you. Um, I did a vigil on his birth, on Kurt's birthday. Mm-hmm. Uh, he would have been thirty five years old in heaven on August the nineteenth. I did a vigil, but I can't. I'm not savvy enough technically to get it on my LinkedIn page. Um, but my son, uh, despite all his fame, all his fortune, everything else. Uh, killed himself at 29 years old using fentanyl and carbon monoxide poisoning. He locked himself in a garage and he turned on the car. Mm. But he took a Xanax so he was able to do that and the Xanax was laced with fentanyl. I have the ME's report, but it's uh, not here. It's in uh, my other location. All I have is a death certificate saying carbon monoxide, but the actual ME's report, which I was given by the ME because I worked with them when I was in law enforcement, I went to their office and watched them do three autopsies. So my pain and my grief is where, you know, my son was taken to the ME's office after he committed suicide. Uh, they cut off his shirt. They tried to Narcan him. It didn't work. He had too much fence on his body. I called the ME and I said, I need the long report. Well, you can't have it. I said, who are you? I said, well, I'm Grace Hudson. I was there uh, at your place. Um, I, I watched you do four autopsies. I watched, oh, I saw the body stacked up in the back room. It was a horror show. It was a movie. Um, that's what I lived through. And then I pictured my son getting his skull, you know, Dremel tube out so they could take out his brain. I'm sorry to be explicit, but that's my grief. Um, The people that I work with in the Sentinel group that I'm in, uh, the sad part about it is um, we have to pay money to get our children on billboards to raise awareness. And uh, I'm trying to, I'll, I'll talk to Congress if I have to. I'm trying. They won't listen to me. They won't answer my phone calls. Uh, I get them on LinkedIn. They won't communicate with me. I have people like Jason Aldean talking to me. I have people like Jelly Roll talking to me. But I don't have... I'm not going to go political because I'm not going to politicize the issue. We all know what's going on here. But anyway, so Darren Birch is over 30 years of law enforcement experience. He worked for the Maricopa County Sheriff's Office in U.S. military intelligence with written commendations, quote, unquote. He's the author of Twisted But True Trilogy, radio show host, Badge Boys podcast, Badge Boys TV show on FRN, which is First Responder Network. Um, he was a featured detective on the ID channel and Joe Kenda, American detective, testimony on the fentanyl problem in the country. He gave me information to talk about at my son's vigil, which I did. Um, I don't know how to get you my vigil, but that's beyond beside the point. Um, regarding my son, uh, and this is what I talked about on the vigil, he 
with Kurt Hudson and what did he accomplish in his 29 years? The greatest accomplishment of my son was making the WAP video. I want to show you that. Can you get up for a second, honey? There's the WAP video. I mean, the WAP plaque that he got. I got a back camera in this, I guess. Can you see that? There it is. There it is. I'm, I'm really not good at this. <laughs> I'm having my own practice. I don't want to do See that? Yeah. I'm going to I'm gonna cam it for you because I'm a digital creator too, so see that? Yeah. The WAP video, it went uh, platinum triple uh, because it, when it came out, it went platinum. That's why I have the platinum plaque. His father has the gold one when it went gold. I have the platinum one. This one is the big deal. This one has to be locked up in a bank safe because of how valuable it is. You see, it says Kurt Hudson. I'll just say what it says because it's hard for you to see it. But um, it says, presented to Kurt Hudson to commemorate RIAA certified platinum sales of more than 1 million copies of the Stereofame record single WAP. So he got that plaque because he made the video. He created it with J-Dash. J-Dash is the artist. He lives in Austin, Texas right now. He put my 86-year-old father in the video. <laughs> <laughs> which my father loved that because um, he got to dance with the girls in the video and he's 86 years old. There's all these girls dancing around him. Uh, one of the girls that was in the WAP video was, uh, she starred in uh, Final Destination, the first one. Mm -hmm. And I have her, uh, you know, I have the video. You can look at it on YouTube if anybody wants to look it up. W-O-P, WAP by J-Dash. It's viral. It went viral again two times after he died, but he wasn't here to see it because fentanyl took his life. And we just celebrated his 35th birthday uh, at a vigil in uh, Jacksonville, Florida, in Riverside. I invited the mayor. I invited the chief of police of Jacksonville. I invited uh, several people from the news that I personally know because I did a thing called Household High. I'm not going to go into that. Um, they all ignored me. Nobody got back to me. Nobody was there. Uh, it was very depressing for me that uh, I had no support whatsoever except the support of my fentanyl people because they're really the only ones that understand how we feel uh, losing a child um, to fentanyl. A lot of people don't like us. Uh, they judge us. We gave our children away to fentanyl. And uh, all of us know that our children were not in vain. Uh, I feel about my son that God needed a videographer in heaven he needed a photographer, an artist, a genius, a prodigy. That was my son. Uh, but like I told Darren Birch on his podcast when he interviewed me a couple of years ago after the death, and Darren wanted me on his podcast because I knew about suicide and law enforcement and children. And I told him that, uh, you know, Kurt hated me for being in law enforcement. Um, and uh, he was very rebellious of me. He acted out a lot. He gave me a lot of trouble. But in the end, he was my best friend. And then he, you know, he, he, he actually rescued me from several situations I was in. And I found out after he died um, that he had friends that he knew uh, who were in domestic violence situations. He took them in. Uh, he took care of their babies. I think he put them in hotels. I don't know the whole story because he never told me. So actually, my son was a philanthropist. He saved a number of lives. I'm a philanthropist. I'm a pastor now. I will save multiple lives. I already did. And I told Darren Birch that on his podcast. I've had people call me that knew my son. Hey, I have a friend that wants to commit suicide. What do I do? I gave them step-by-step -step directions of what they need to do. And uh, they called me back an hour later. Hey, you saved a life today. That same person called me a year later. I want to kill myself today. What should I do? I said, listen, I don't have a degree yet in that. 
So call the suicide hotline and leave me alone, basically. I mean, I can't take the input of people. I try to save lives. I've saved a couple. Uh, I've saved myself, uh, but I can't save the world. I'm just one human being. Yeah. They uh, they do have uh, several uh, hotlines. They have one for cops that's called Cop Line that gets high, uh, retired law enforcement answers the phone. So kind of speaking to someone that kind of knows what you're talking about or coming from. Right. And that's why Darren had me on his show to talk about suicide. Because at the time, nobody heard of fentanyl. Um, I have a, I had a best friend. Uh, she's no longer talking to me because she walks on eggshells around me. Uh, and she <clears throat> is married to a, a prominent doctor. I'm not mentioning any names. He's fam- He's world famous, actually. Um, anyway, I, I said, you know, Kurt uh, got some fentanyl. She's like, how the hell did he get a hold of fentanyl? It, only doctors can get that because it's 2018. So nobody understood my pain at all. And uh, she said, well, how the hell did he get a hold of that? And I says, I don't know. But I'll tell you how he got a hold of it because I know exactly what happened. Uh, I visited Kurt three days before he died. Uh, he had just gotten a drone because he was going to go uh, real estate. He needed. To, he got this uh, like $8,000 drone that flew up in the air, took pictures. He was taking pictures of the top of houses, the side, you know, he was, a, he was an artist, period. I'm not going to go on and on. But anyway, he wanted to show me his drone, so he took me outside. It was sunny. It was hot. Uh, we were in his driveway of a place that he was renting because of the breakup of him and his wife, and she took his house and my grandson. I'll never see them again, which is very painful. But that's what happens, uh, that's what happens to us. Uh, we get judged and we get hated on. I haven't seen my grandchild in six years, which is a shame, and it, it kills me. But anyway, here I am. I'm still alive. Um, so I'm in the driveway with him. He's showing me the drone. A car pulls into his driveway. I'm law enforcement. I have done 15 ride-alongs with JSL, which is a paramilitary organization in Jacksonville. They are the sheriff of Jacksonville, Florida. And I've been on 15 ride-alongs with different uh, detectives I was working with, etc. Anyway, um, the car pulls into the driveway. I'm this little tiny female. I'm five foot, maybe two. I weigh 120. Blow the wind away from me. Just blow me away with the wind. And these people come up in the driveway, and I go over to the car, and the windows are rolled down because it's 90 degrees and they don't have air conditioning. And there's a white female sitting there in the car in the passenger seat, and an African-American gentleman sitting in the driver's seat. I went over to them, and they're covered in bling bling. You know, bling bling? Yeah. (laughs) And I said, "Uh, what do you want? Because I'm tough like that. I'm from New York and I'm Brooklyn. Don't mess with me. You can call me Penny from the block because Penny's my middle name. But don't mess with me because if you mess with me, I'm going to rain terror and fire on you because I'm angry. And that's the stage of grief that I'm stuck in right now, which is a stage of grief I'm not going into. I said, so what do you want? And they said to me, oh, we're here to see your son. I said, you mean this son right here? Him? Yeah, we're here to see him. I said, why? Uh, Because we're here to see him. I said, well, what do you want with my son? Nothing. I said, I, this is what I do. It's a tactic. I've used it my whole life. Because as soon as I was in law enforcement, after I got my uh, magna cum laude graduation from University of North Florida, um, where I was also the secretary of psychi, so I pick up my phone and I go, nine, one, you want me to pick the next one? They freaking took off at 70 miles an hour in a 30. Mm. I believe that they gave him the Xanax laced with the fentanyl. I'm sure that, and I know that they did. They took off when I said that to them. And my son said, you could have got killed. 
They had a gun in the car. I says, I don't care. I was trying to protect you. He died three days later because I could not protect him or save him. That was probably a Jesus. drug deal or so. Yep. Jesus will save my son. Jesus is all over me. I go to church. I'm a pastor. What's this group, the fentanyl group that you're involved with? What do y'all just get together and have meetings or do y'all have outreach or stuff like that? The we do the billboard. I'll, I'll explain that to you. Um, and this is my pain. There are no billboards in Florida. Uh, I paid $100 to get my son on a billboard in Dallas, Texas. I couldn't even go there to see him because I couldn't get on a plane because I couldn't afford it. Uh, now that I'm being funded, uh, by the way, um, my non-for-profit uh, blasts off on Tuesday. Uh, talking to my lawyer, we're going to get it all done. I already got a lawyer. I already established my business, uh, non-for-profit church. I have my own church, my own podcast. Uh, it will be a rock and roll slash fentanyl slash suicide slash drug addiction um, podcast. That's what I'm going to do. I want to mix a little rock and roll in it because I come from that. Mm -hmm. I used to live in England. I'm not going to talk about me. This is not about me. So I had to pay $100 to get my son on a billboard in Texas because nobody in Florida or Jacksonville would listen to me about getting one here. Um, a hundred dollars. Why should we pay money to get our children on billboards because they were dosed by fentanyl by, you know, who, again, I'm not going to politicize anything. Why should we pay a hundred dollars when we lost our children? Didn't we pay enough? And my son's in Dallas where I can't even see him. And I had to pay for that. Well, another, and the offers come up, uh, willy nilly here or there. Um, my son will be in a billboard in Tampa, Florida. I paid $75 for that one in October. I will have to go from Jacksonville to Tampa to see my son on a billboard because he's not here anymore. That's how I visit my son. Okay. Is that fair? Is there a, is there a billboard in Jacksonville? No. Why? Because the, the news and everybody here ignores me. Yeah, I, I also believe like right now what, what they're trying to do, this group, is bring awareness uh, to everybody, every walk of life out here, you know, whether you live in the city, the suburbs, uh, we have an issue here. And the issue is these drugs uh, that are coming into this country that are killing our youth. It's killing everybody. I mean, it's, it's really, it's like an attack against our country. Um, not that I want to like, get real political or anything, but this stuff is just coming here. All walks of life, children, young kids, they're being dosed, whatever. But it's really getting sick because... It, it, you know, it, it, everybody always thought at one time drugs, oh, it's not my backyard. But guess what? It's coming on your front porch now. So the thing is right now, we're, this group that my wife is in here is trying to make aware that, hey, wake up, man. This stuff is right in your backyard. You got to watch your kids. You got to watch everything that's going on. I mean, if you see something, you got to say something. That's, you know, a big, big thing out here. I know everybody wants to say, oh, you know, it ain't none of my business. But once it hits home, it's going to be your business. So, and it's right in your backyard. So, mm. I mean, it's knocking on the front door. A lot of people, they don't realize in it. In the mail? Yeah, I mean, it, it, it's, it's coming all around us. I mean, it, it's kind of scary, you know. I, in my many years here, I never thought I'd see some of this stuff that's going on. It's just, it, it's, it's mind-boggling. It's mind-boggling. It's like, it's like a twilight zone. Oh, yeah. it's, it's like, what? I mean, you know, we, we could be a top, you know, it, it's crazy. I think the aliens actually pass, starting to pass Earth now. They don't even want to come here. You know, this is, this <laughs> That's is a crazy. Mean. He's a mean man, so am I. Thank, 
They are. Uh, well, a lot of the some of the fentanyl stuff they're pressing, it, it looks like uh, almost like Skittles and stuff. You, we've seen yeah, come I mean, across. Right. It's coming in the mail. Did you know that? I had a, I had a, I have a video that I got this morning. Uh, I can't. I mean, it's on my uh, Facebook page. If you can access that, I don't know how technically this works, but uh, it was a video and it showed a. Uh, they were playing Phil Collins. I could hear you in the uh, night. Oh my, you know that song. But, but uh, you know the drums and everything. Mm-hmm. And it was a, a husband and wife getting married. They showed them getting married. The husband got a thing in the mail. He opened the envelope and died right there on the porch instantly um, of fentanyl. She lost her husband just like that, snap of the fingers. Uh, we have babies in Jacksonville. A 17-year-old woman uh, was trying to give her uh, baby daddy the baby, and the, the father didn't want to because he was busy stealing drugs, I guess. I don't know. I'm assuming because I know I worked in law enforcement, I think. But anyway, so she had to get stuck with the baby, and she had a date that night with some other man. Um, and she's angry. And uh, so she gave the baby some fentanyl in the bottle, and the baby died. And this is about a month ago. She's going to jail. They're trying to get death penalty, as far as I know. I'm not sure. But you can look that up. You can Google that one. Yeah, we've had, uh, in Baton Rouge area, we've had, I think, this past year, I think we've had three or four uh, small children have died from uh, fentanyl that, you know, come across it in the house. It was laying around and stuff like that. So, yeah, it's a definitely a problem everywhere in the United States. It don't matter what type of community you live in at all. Well, you know, as myself and yourself, we're both in law enforcement. Now it's become so deadly that when our brothers go out there and, and they encounter this, our brothers and sisters encounter this stuff, they're overcome. It's such a deadly thing. They have to be revived. I mean, it's really scary. You know, I mean, you know, back in the day, we always wore our, you know, our, our slap gloves and stuff just to, you know, not touch the heroin, the crack, any of that stuff. But now this stuff is so potent. I mean, it's just a little flake, and man, you're down. You're down. Yeah, you definitely have to wear rubber gloves now. Our officers over this stuff too. It's crazy. It's just crazy, crazy, crazy world, man. It's it just it's like uh, everything turned upside down. I call it the upside down world. Yeah, I, I totally agree. You know, back in the day, you know, heroin was a big thing. We've been fighting the war on drugs for God, 50s, 60s. You know, even when I was, first came out in the 80s. Uh, you know, then you know we got into the cocaine, we got into the crack. You know, but you know it, this this stuff is just deadly. It's totally deadly. I mean, you know, it, it, it's just like airborne. Boom, you're done, man. You know, I mean, you know, like they say, like a little flake, and you're done. I mean, I wouldn't want to experience it. You know, in, in, oh, yeah. in many days, you know, back there on the street, you know, you were always worried about getting stuck with a needle. Now this stuff is just you don't even know what's there. They open the window, it goes up in your face. You know, yeah, yeah, it's we crazy. They just don't realize how strong it is. And then you got the problem is you have some people will uh will go to rehab, you know, and uh they get out. And some I mean, let's be honest, some people will go to rehab just to stay out of jail or whatever. Well, yeah, I mean, you know, it's they, that revolving door. Some that you know, some you know, back in the day too, you know, that some some dudes were just that that was their lifestyle. You know, they go there uh, three hots in a cot, you know. Yep. Exactly. You know, boom. Put them exactly. out there, you know. That was their lifestyle. They're there with the buddies, hanging out, bop, bop, bop. Hey, I work out in the gym, you know, bump, bump. Get, you know, I get get a nice meal, sleep, be up, play with the boys, whatever we got to do, you know. But that was their lifestyle. But, you know, now this is affecting every little strain of our lives, you know. Oh, yeah. Young kids, babies, you know. It, 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 it's, it's an epidemic. It's an epidemic. 
but that didn't, but the people that go to rehab and they get out and they've been off of it for a little while, when they come out, they'll take the same dosage they did when they were using every day, and that's where that's where some of the ODs are coming from. Or right, exactly. You know. Well, you know what it is too. They're putting, you know, they're, they're twisting people. They start with little, like you said, little doses, but then boom, they boop it up, and next thing you know, you're done. Well, yeah, like I said, a lot of times you see now that, you know, somebody thinks they're taking, you know, uh, Percocet or Xanax or something like that. And I right. realize yeah, that. That's what happened to Alfie Moreno's son and uh, Sweet Figueroa. Uh, they're my two uh, people, totally supportive. Uh, they have supported me when others have abandoned me. And so they're my tribe. And he's my tribe. I don't have much in my tribe. I have some friends, you know, for that I grew up with, my friend Tammy, my friend Kathy. But Ophi Moreno and Sweet Figueroa are my people. Uh, Sweet is uh, deported, like I said, to Mexico. We got to get it back to the States because she has family here. This is where her son died. She needs to be here, not there. We need to get her back. She was deported because she had a fight with her neighbor. Uh, she told me I was, I, I, she gave me permission to talk about this and she needs a link so she can see it. But um, she, what happened to her is she had a fight with her neighbor because her kids kept straying into the neighbor's yard. It was an apartment complex. So the neighbor had a fight with her, and they had a physical fight. And my girl there, uh, Sweet, she ended up in jail as felony offender for assault on the neighbor when it was the neighbor's fault, I believe. And then uh, they deported her to Mexico, and now she's stuck in Mexico, can't come back. And she's doing this thing, this fentanyl thing. She's doing billboards. She's running rallies. She's at football games. She's everywhere, this woman. Uh, she's all over the place. And uh, what the sad thing is is that she's stuck in Mexico when me and um, – Ophi Moreno are here, and she's partnered with us, and uh, she can't get back here, and that's wrong, and that needs to change. And somebody in Congress needs to bring her back to the state so she can uh, continue to be with me and uh, Ophi, so we can continue our quest to uh, get the awareness of fentanyl out to everybody. Uh, uh, not that anybody will know about it. There's, children, there's babies, like you said. Uh, we had a case in uh, Jacksonville, I believe, where a baby found some fentanyl and some tinfoil. The parents left it on the table. The baby touched it. The thing about fentanyl that a lot of people don't know about that I want to educate everybody on is that when you touch fentanyl and it goes into your skin, if you don't have those special gloves and now you need spe the cops have to wear special gloves, which is insane to me uh, as a law ex retired law enforcement person. That's crazy to me. Uh, but anyway, it gets absorbed into your skin. My son on the Emmys report, he had fentanyl in his hair, in his blood, right? Yes. In his kidneys, in his heart. In his urine, in his saliva, fentanyl is absorbed into the body and disperses. Nobody knows that. A baby touches some, uh, one speck of fentanyl, you know, the three dots of fentanyl versus the penny. I'm sure everybody's seen that uh, visual. If you touch fentanyl, it goes into your body. It gets absorbed. Uh, I have a best friend, and I'm not going to say her name, although she will be the director of my church when I get it up and running, which will be next month or next week. Um, her daughter had two children. Uh, she came home one night. She died three uh, three weeks after my son. And uh, she died on my birthday. So my friend can't go out with me on my birthday because she's got to grieve. And she'll grieve for the rest of her life. We all do. We can't do birthdays and holidays anymore. We can't have a normal life anymore. We can't enjoy Christmas. Where's our children? They died of fentanyl. They committed suicide. You know, suicide, suicide, suicide. Uh, it's very depressing. Um, and I don't want to, you know, lag, I don't want to, you know, a lot of people don't have an attention span to watch a podcast, but this is what's going on. You need to know, I'm trying to bring awareness. 
Anyway, her daughter uh, had bought some marijuana from a street dealer, went home and smoked it, and died in the bathtub in five seconds, leaving two children without a mother. So my friend uh, is stuck in grief, and I can't see her on the birthdays. I can't see her on the weekends. I can't, you know, she'll make plans with me and last minute call me and cancel. I've done that for years. I hide, uh, people diss me, and I hide under the covers, and I cry. And crying is very healing, by the way. You know, I am a life coach, too, and um, a mentor for people. So uh, when my girls call me and they're freaking out, Ophi and uh, whatever, sweet, uh, you know, when they call me and they're running in 50 different directions because they have children. I, you know, I don't have any left. I have one, but uh, he doesn't live here. So anyway, when everything's going chaotic in their lives, they call me. I'm like, you know, give me, just sit down, get yourself a cup of coffee or whatever, because I'm, you know, I try to be sober. I'm not an addict. I don't have the addictive gene, but I know everything about it from being in master school. I'm taking my doctoral classes now. Um, I don't have the addictive gene, but people that do, um, you know, my son, uh, Kurt. But anyway, um, my son, Kurt, really didn't take any drugs. So uh, I started going south with the wife and uh, the child was taken away from him. That's when he had to go bye-bye. Uh, he had demons and he had to leave. I understand it. I have no guilt because it wasn't my fault. I had nothing to do with it. But I have friends that uh, children died in bathtubs because they smoked some marijuana. It was laced. Yeah. And like you were saying earlier, uh, you know, these folks that are even in uh, rehab and everything out here, they think it's okay. You know, I'm just going to puff up a little weed. Yep. But mean, meanwhile, now they're dosing the weed with this stuff, you know, and, and, and people think, oh, well, I'm going to just smoke a weed and get, you know, mellow, wet, yellow. And uh, next thing you know, you're down. You're six feet under. You know, it's it, it's it's just crazy. The epidemic is just crazy. Oh, yeah. you know, and then again, I, I know earlier you were talking about suicide, and I know our brothers and sisters out there. You know, this job is a tough, tough job. You know, you're taking the world on shoulders. You're judge, jury, your doctor, your lawyer. You know, you're the preacher. You, you you've been around. You know, you know, and and you carry that with you. And when you know the the doom and gloom is on you. Ask for some help. Ask, ask, just ask. Just really just go out there. And just, I mean, there's, like you said, cop to cop. There's all different agencies, man. I'm telling you, there are people that will help people. Don't, don't, don't do it. Just, just take a breath and, and, and call for some help. Yeah, there's no, there's no, there's no shame in asking somebody for help. There's, there's no, definitely an ear that will listen to you. There's no shame in asking for it if, if anyone's no, feeling like no. that. Uh, no. You're more of a man or woman to do that. I mean, you know, than to, you know, just well, just take your life. Like I've that. said it before. Like, people, you know, people that have committed suicide, they don't realize uh, they leave more pain and destruction exactly. after after the fact than what they believe whatever was going on and stuff like that. I've had, uh, you know, one of my best friends commit suicide and like that and stuff. I mean, it's just – and then, you know, you have people – you always – can't blame yourself but there's always a little part and it's like what did i didn't see or didn't do or right. something yeah. like that so if somebody's thinking about it you gotta think about who you leaving behind that's gonna be still be picking up the pieces after you done done this to yourself right. so but even even to your first responders when they come that you know nobody wants to see that because they're for the grace of god there go i but you know you're right there and you know you're seeing that it's a you know god you know like you you know it's just a heart wrenching feeling you know that you can't even help that person yep. <clears throat> and you know they were in just you know just it was just 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 terrible just terrible and people don't realize uh not just fentanyl uh all these uh 
illicit drugs uh can I'm telling you I'll just destroy families. Don't say, Oh, I'm just oh gonna God, yes. I'm just gonna try it one time, I'm gonna do this, I'm gonna do that. So I was telling y'all from experience this this stuff drugs will destroy your family. Oh man, it, it, and and you know, it doesn't matter what walk of life you are, whether you're a rich, poor man, um, like you said, you know, families are just destroyed over it because then when they get addicted, you know, everything it, it just breaks up the whole family union. You know, it's just it's just crazy. It's crazy, you know. Yeah. It's it's sad. It's really sad. So if you do have a problem there you can get help, but you gotta stick with it afterwards. Oh, one hundred percent. Unfortunately though. Yeah, whenever uh, I'm sorry, I don't mean to interrupt you, but I, I don't know how much time I have with you. Whenever anybody's telling me they want to kill themselves or take drugs, which I get those phone calls a lot, uh, it's very rampant, especially with the 25 to 40 group. Because they're very uh, uh, anyway. I don't want to talk about that. I will on my podcast, but not today. Um, but uh, a lot of these people, I tell them call 988. When my son tried to commit suicide, he had to dial the 800 number and sit on hold if he wanted help. Now they have a thing because there's so many suicides, they had to do this. You can dial 988 and talk to somebody on a suicide hotline. You don't got to dial an 800 number anymore if you want to commit suicide. And they'll talk to you. I've called the number just to see what happened. They said, do we need a call out? I said, excuse me? I'm just calling to see what happens when I call this phone. Well, we're going to come and get you. I says, no, you're not. I'm just calling to see what happens when you call because my son died and I want to see if he had called you, what would be the process? Well, the process is convoluted and you wait on hold to talk to the counselor because nobody wants to work, mm. right? Yeah, true. But uh, again, you know, I mean, there's, there's no shame in asking for anybody for help or you need to talk to somebody. It, it, you know, it, it, it's such, uh, I know it sounds simple, you know, to us, but I know some people aren't, you know, they're not in their rational, but it, don't, don't be ashamed. Don't be ashamed. Just go and ask for help, whether it's your brother and whatever you want to go to a different agency and say, Hey, maybe you could help me. Cause I don't want the department to no, know whatever, but just, just, you know, try to, uh, just, just, I know grin and bear it a little bit, but you gotta, you know, just try to help yourself and people will listen to you and people will help you. Um, you know, it, it, it's, it's a tough game. I can't find the list. Yeah. She's missing. I gotta... But uh, again, you know, life is, life is, you know, really great. And I mean, if you just get a little help, you'll be fine. I mean, you'll be fine. You'll, you'll, you'll make it through it. You know, I mean, you know, it, 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 it's just something, like you said, you don't want to leave behind. It hurts so many people uh, and, and so many different things, you know, you know, your, your children, uh, the brother officers, the first responders, anybody that comes there. I mean, it, it's, it's, it's rough on them, you know, and they have to kind of live with that on their shoulders that like, Oh man, I feel terrible. If this guy would have just asked me for a little help or this woman would ask me for help, you know, I, I would have got him, you know, and they would have got straight, you know, yep. um, whatever, whatever little monkeys on your back, you know, and, uh, it happens to all of us, you know, I mean, somewhere down the line, you, you, you know, you, you have some crazy feelings or whatever. And, you know, if you, you think about it, you know, when you get that help, you'll be all right. You know, you'll be all right. Yeah, ain't nothing, nothing going on in anyone's life is so bad that uh, uh, you can't, it can't be fixed eventually. If you, yeah. I mean, if you give me money, relationship-wise, all that stuff like that, it's not going to, yeah. you can work again, it out. You don't want to see somebody go in, uh, you know, n you know, not to talk bad, but, you know, uh, there's a lot of heavy alcoholism uh, with folks. And then, you know, that kind of starts giving people liquid courage. Sometimes they do silly things, you know, with that alcohol, 
you know, you know it from being on the job. Uh, <laughs> you know, that little five foot guy want to be fighting an eight foot man. You know, it's just <laughs> oh, yeah. Napoleon. <laughs> it was always the little guy. It was always the worst. That was always the little guy. <laughs> it's like a chihuahua. Uh, I, I, Daniel, I just want to show you my husband's shirt. Uh, I, I want to credit Ofi Moreno and Sweet Figueroa. They make my graphics. Poisoned by fentanyl. Okay, I see it. And yeah, and their their whole thing is uh, not uh, their whole thing is poisoned by fentanyl, murdered by fentanyl. Uh, our children were murdered. Now my son did commit suicide. I have to say, first and foremost, on the death certificate, suicide. Secondary was fentanyl, though. Um, I had these uh, bracelets made by a company called wristband.com. Uh, it says, uh, say no to fentanyl. Kurt forever 29, because he was 29 years old when he went to God and mm. Jesus. And that's where he is right now. This is my pain. I wear this on my wrist uh, to show awareness. People are like, oh, I like your bracelet. It's pretty. I make it pretty on purpose. Grace does everything for a reason. I always have. And the reason for this is uh, it's pretty. It's the Jaguar colors. Jaguar football. Mm. Um, I'm all about the Jaguars. I have a, I have a shirt in the closet. Uh, Travis ATN, number one on the Jaguars. He did a touchdown yesterday. He kicked butt, and the Jaguars won their preseason. Second time in a row in two weeks. Um, Trevor Lawrence, um, I used to watch him in Clemson. I'm trying to talk to him, but I have no response yet. I'm not talking to the Jaguars yet, but I am talking to Jelly Roll and Jason Aldean, people like that. People of God. I'm trying to get a hold of Tim Tebow. I spoke to, I sent him a happy birthday, but he hasn't, uh, I don't really talk to him yet. I just haven't had time to talk to everybody. There's too many people on the fentanyl trip right now. And, uh, you know, me and Afi and uh, Sweet, uh, we're the, we call us three, whatever, the three amigos, because uh, they're Spanish. Uh, and I do know Spanish. Uh, un poquito. Un poquito? Un poquito. Un poquito. <laughs> I don't know any Spanish. I know Taco Bell. <laughs> You're the rage occasion. <laughs> yeah, you're the rage occasion. You know what? I'm also a chef. Um, I cook. Uh, if you look at my Instagram page, grace.can.cook, um, I have all kinds of videos of my cheesecakes. I'm making designer cheesecakes right now, 40 bucks a slice. Because <laughs> a girlfriend of mine is going to sponsor me, and she uh, works at a CBD shop. She's going to infuse it with some CBD, which is legal in Florida, because uh, marijuana card is not. Uh, if you want marijuana here in Florida... Um, you have to go to a doctor and give them money. They don't take debit or credit cards, and then you got to blah, blah, blah. So I, I'm going to get off that trip. But, um, yeah, so uh, I'll be making cheesecakes to also promote money so I can pay for these billboards so we don't have to pay to have our children up on there to show awareness. The whole thing is ridiculous. Yeah, well, unfortunately, billboards can get expensive. Right, and we do 100 bucks. The girls are doing 100 bucks a pop. Uh, they have a contract with then they don't have they don't have a contract with anybody right now. I'm trying to help them. I told them I'll get the contract. I, they don't need anybody else. I'll take care of it. I said I'll, I'll make money and uh, I'll get you girls all the billboards you want with your babies on it. And I'm talking the sick part of the whole thing. Uh, to be honest with you, is that uh, these women uh, have four or five Facebook groups each. Uh, right now, there's a target on all of our backs because of what we're talking about. They don't like it. That's why the, probably the news don't show up to my vigils and stuff. Probably why. I've had two vigils uh, so far on my son. Nobody showed up. Uh, so I love that. I invited, like, news people. I'm busy. I'm going away. Blah, blah, blah. You know, whatever. Hate me and go away. Because I'm here now to talk about it. If you don't want to hear it, fine. That's fine. 
Well, but I mean, I'm talking hundreds of people a day dying of fentanyl, hundreds and hundreds of people on a billboard. You should see the billboard. It makes me sick. It makes me cry, and crying is healing. So I don't mind to cry. I mean, I'm in church every week crying. Now I'm a pastor. Now I can perform weddings. So. Well, like that. I don't believe anyone should have to uh, lose a child. I mean, I, I can't imagine what kind of pain that is because I have children, you know. So my heart goes out to y'all on that. Uh, like I said, I, I couldn't even imagine it because no parent should have to bury their child. And the drug dealers themselves are, they're, they're, they're selling poison that'll, kill people and they don't care they just want to make the money so they do have to uh, sometimes I, I think in louisiana they did change the law where if you sell drugs to someone and they o- overdose and die you can be charged with murder yes and we have to pass that law in this country and nobody will listen to me well a lot of places are yeah yeah, not Florida. Yeah, dude, I, I believe, like you said, there is a lot of new legislation with that. You know, again, it's one of those newer areas, but I think they are fighting for that. A lot of states are getting that now. Like if you if you know you you're dosing somebody, you're gonna get it. You know what I mean? They're they're gonna give you the top of the line, what you want. Oh yeah. <laughs> I mean, uh, I don't know the listener stuff. Yeah, you can get on YouTube or on the internet stuff like that. And go some of these bigger cities, like in. Uh, California and Portland stuff and watch some of the videos. It's like watching zombies walking down the road. It's just, you know, it's crazy. Yep. Yeah, and you know, they're just turning a blind eye to it uh, right now. To me, they they have these injection sites and they have this and they have all this other stuff they can do. Instead of trying to help the people get off of it, you're just helping them stay on it. It's going the opposite way, you know. Yes. They're 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 just sending it. They're putting out vending machines here. You go right here, blah, in New York blah, blah. City, they're vending machines. Yeah. They cost the city ten thousand dollars each, and then they have to fund the crack pipes that are in it. You can go get a crack pipe in New York City all day long, so you don't smoke a crack pipe that might have fentanyl on the uh, thing and kill you. Yeah, it's it's crazy how they're they're, they're condoning like, the behavior, you know. Yeah, that's right. Well, condoning. They're just exactly instead of trying to fix the problem, they're just. They know it's there. There's nothing we can do about it. Here's the free stuff to do it with. Right, exactly. So, uh, you know, and again, you know, sometimes I I think some of these politicians out here just want a society that's just going to be zombies. So, uh, you know, just. So they can control us. Yeah, basically. But But I don't want to politicize this thing at all. Well, with the politicians, it's a control thing for them. Yeah. Yeah, we know. Well, you know, we got that. We always got conspiracy theories, so it is what it is. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's much this true. This is our baby girl, right? See our baby girl? I see. What's that? You got a lizard? Yeah, it's a bearded dragon. I'm going to get another one and breed her. Okay. Life, and I've been called weird about it, but I mean, I, I, I'm from Brooklyn. Cockroaches and rats. Cockroaches and rats. I moved to Florida. There's all these beautiful lizards. I got to have one of those. I need a chameleon or a bearded dragon. Well, I got those uh, the big iguanas just running around free out there yeah that's in miami when it gets cold they fall out of the trees hit you on the head you call a lawyer for compensation <laughs> we have lawyers that will pay you compensation when a, when a, a iguana falls on your head you got knocked out by an iguana huh? yeah. <laughs> yeah we have uh Classic stories my wife has a laugh. 
Levity is healing and the crying is healing. Mm -hmm. According good medicine, to grief, good my grief uh, studies in master's degree class, the grief, uh, you got to cry and that's healing. You got to listen to Jesus and that's healing. And you got to have these kind of animals. This is a support animal for me. When I hold her, I could feel her heartbeat and she responds to me like a dog and she's better than a dog. You don't got to walk her. You don't really have to feed her much. And uh, she's low maintenance. And I've had so many dogs that I had to put them to sleep. Um, I had a lizard. I had to put a couple lizards to sleep because they were dying. You put them in the refrigerator, they go to sleep because their body temperature goes down. And they just naturally die. That's how you euthanize in a lizard. How do you euthanize a human being that is in pain and wants to kill themselves? How do you euthanize them? Uh, you they, they do it in, uh, was that Canada now? They have the, they basically almost have uh, legalized uh, euthanizing. They have like, Suicide pods oh, yeah, and stuff have, like uh, that. The safe zones or whatever they call them up there. Yeah. They, yeah. Uh, Canada actually is crazy. It's uh, burning. Yeah. I think they had 24 sites or something like that. They expanded to 24 sites that you can go and shoot dope or whatever. Well, in Canada now, you, well, everybody everybody knows they have, uh, well, not maybe not everybody, but they have government health care, which right. it sucks. Everybody, but they have people here. And you know, so we want, no, you don't. If you if you have government health care, you could have let's say they find you have cancer instead of starting your treatment next week, they're like, Yeah, we don't have no space for you, you'll have to come back next year. Well, you're not gonna be alive next year. <laughs> they they had this one uh I saw the story where this uh it was a, a subject. Uh they're like, Look, yeah, it's gonna cost it's gonna be this long, it's gonna be a year and a half before we can treat you and you're gonna have this kind of pain, or we can just uh put you to sleep. Just sign a paper and we'll take you out your misery. It's like, wow. Oh, yeah. It, it's gotten that, yeah, that bad. I mean, they'll, they'll, instead of fixing you in Canada, they'll just uh, recommend that right. you just kill yourself. Yeah, it's, it's well, completely insane. It, you know, it's a cheaper way to get rid of you, you know, kind of euthanize you. And, you well, know, it, it goes back to the population control. Exactly. exactly. And, you know. and who talked about that? Let's not talk about it. Yeah, let's not go there today. Uh, no. Because I got to get to the pet shop because my lizard's hungry and I got to feed her. So. Well, you go do that. I appreciate you coming on. Definitely let me know when your podcast kicks off. And I, and I appreciate you really for having us. Keep the faith. Uh, and again, you know, I emphasize with our brothers and sisters out there in law enforcement, if something's bothering you, please go get some help. Please, yes, I yes, please. And, uh, soon and, and don't call me. <laughs> do not call me. <laughs> I'm way too hey, busy for that. I'll be honest with you. If you want to call me, you can call <laughs> me, man. I got to always got an open ear. All right, and uh, I'm this one will go out next, this following Sunday, and I'm gonna send y'all a link to it when it does. All right. You have a great day, man. Enjoy Louisiana. Hopefully, it's a beautiful day. Yeah, uh, I'm gonna come down there because I can't cook Cajun. I want to eat in the restaurants there. Hook me up. Yeah, we got we got good restaurants for sure. <laughs> Not with CBD, just a plain one. Good Louisiana boil. Yes, yes, yeah. sir. I, I've never been to Louisiana, but I want to go because I love Little Wayne. <laughs> love Little Wayne. Y'all, uh, y'all have a good weekend. You too. Now, all right. Have a bye great bye. Day. Uh, everybody, uh, I appreciate them coming on. I forgot to shout the Patreons out earlier. So uh, let's talk about our crew members real fast before we shut it down. We got Mr. Jared Nitrous. Uh, we got John DeMink. We got Dan Crossman, Burley Board. 
we got Mr. Uh, Jim Pokrant, the Short Track Guys podcast, Mr. Hobby Hoppison. Blake Walker, A.A. Ron from the Hat Set podcast. We got Mr. Z Palmer, Roy Spaulding, Troy with the S, not the P, our favorite girl from down under JoJo. We have Kayla Norris and Natasha, and we have uh, Melissa Holstein, our OG crew member. We appreciate every single one of y'all. And uh, hope y'all enjoyed this one. Stay safe. Watch your back. Remember to smile because Iceman could always be behind you. Oh, let's get the housekeeping out the way. That's the wrong button, wasn't it? (laughs) All right. We're out. Y'all just take it easy.